Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there, and I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode. Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money With Clay podcast. Have a uplifting article, I would say, because when I saw it and reflected on it, I thought, you know, Clay, you've probably not done the best job of this, meaning, listen, people make mistakes. People do dumb stuff. And sometimes the solution of, well, just don't do that, that's not very practical because, well, somebody's already done it. So this article that I'm going to go over shows and walks you through somebody that has already done the mistake, but how they recovered from it. And that would be a good change of pace and something that I need to get a little bit better at is not sitting here saying, oh, well, that was stupid. Don't do that. Yeah, okay, okay, good job, Clay. Well, sometimes people have already done it. And like I said, I need to acknowledge that, be a little bit of self-aware here and say, you know, I, I definitely could improve in that regard. So the title of this article that I found very uplifting and uh, I mean, like I said, I'm gonna roast these people at first because they deserve to be roasted and they would probably agree with the roasting, but I'm also gonna give plenty of credit because they did a fantastic job of being self-aware, acknowledging, looking in the mirror and saying, you know what? The person in the mirror, you're the one that caused this whole mess, but here's the good news. Here's the freeing part. The person in the mirror, you're also the solution to the problem here. And they did a great job of recognizing that and uh, like I said, turning things around. So title of the article, how one family went from being $55,000 in debt to saving $350,000. And then in quotes, the fun money really allows us to spend on junk. And you know what? I'm all for spending on junk. If you have turned things around that much and you wanna spend on some junk, hey, I am all for it. So picking up with the article, more than 10 years ago, Ryan and Courtney Luke were both working, but with nothing to show for it except big cars and big debts. The Phoenix, Arizona couple was making $72,000 in take-home pay, yet Ryan had $20,000 of debt between the loan for his Nissan Xterra and the wedding band and engagement ring he bought on a credit card for his bride. And I've talked about this before, but this was really dumb. Listen, fellas, I'm not a relationship expert, but I will tell you this. A great sign of true love is if you were to tell 
the woman that you would like to marry, hey, you know what? I love you, I wanna marry you, but I, I, I don't wanna put a wedding band and an engagement ring on my credit card. And if she's like, oh yeah, that's, I totally understand. I mean, that's just a ring. I, I know you love me, that's okay. Boom, winner, keeper. I don't tie a string around her finger right then and there. You have yourself a keeper. That's what you want. That's a great test. There is, if, if somebody's, well, if you really loved me, you'd put it on your, your credit card. First off, that shows a very big lack of financial knowledge because if you're gonna get married to that person, do you really wanna marry somebody that all of a sudden is now having potentially more debt hanging around them that you're going to be married to? So no, that just doesn't make any sense. But I mean, come on. Now this could go the other way. I don't know, maybe women propose to men and if the man's like, no baby, I need you to put that on your credit card. Then ladies, find another guy, okay? Get out there and get a, find another guy. But if, if, if the, a sign of love is, well, if you're not willing to put yourself into debt and pay crazy interest rates which credit cards charge and you don't love me, that's just, you know, I, I, you can do better, okay? Pointer being though, that Ryan was very dumb. I mean, he already had, and that's a kicker. It's not like he was debt free and was like, okay, well, if I just do this, I'll, no, he was already $20,000 in debt. And then he bought, you know, the wedding band engagement ring. And then Courtney, uh, his wife, had a $35,000 auto loan for her Chevy Tahoe, which is a, it's a great SUV, but $35,000. The couple felt stuck. With all their money tied up in their cars and debts, they couldn't afford to spend on other activities or experiences, said Ryan, a 35-year-old police lieutenant at a large law enforcement agency in Arizona. One day they thought, there's got to be a better way to do it. And yes, there definitely is. So think about it. They looked in the mirror. They thought, you know what? There, is there a better way to do it? And when you stop and think about it, $72,000 in take-home pay, that's a nice chunk of money. I think the average take-home pay um, right now is right around, don't quote me, but let's call it 50 to 55,000. So I mean, they were, they were above, well above actually, the average take-home pay. But what did it say? They felt stuck because they have all these car payments, they have all this debt that they're drowning in, and they thought, you know what, there's gotta be a better way. The Lukes found their way. They now have a $32,000 rainy day fund plus $320,000 in Ryan's retirement account. They stockpiled that savings even as they have their household income when Courtney, 35, left her job to stay at home with her three children who are now between the ages of six and nine. So, and I'm gonna try to calm down, but I'm not gonna, but I'm probably gonna lose it. I don't wanna hear your excuses on why you can't fix something or why you can't get ahead. It's okay to make mistakes, I get it. Everybody makes mistakes, everybody does stupid things. I mean, come on, these people were doing some very stupid things, but they fixed it. But here's the kicker, not only did they fix it, they fixed it when Courtney, the wife, was like, you know what, I'd like to stay at home. Awesome, that is one job I could never do. I applaud my wife with our four kids. I could never be a stay-at-home dad. I would go insane. I love my kids, my kids are great. But, oh man, I, I, that, a stay-at-home parent is one job that I applaud you because what a 24-7 what a job that actually is. Uh, so for Courtney to go and do that and then for them to still be able to fix their income, to fix their situation, 
I don't want to hear your excuses why you can't do it. No, you, you can do it. You got to have a will. You got to have a way. You got to have a strategy, but you can do it. They got there by budgeting and reevaluating what was worth their money. They decided to put their money toward family vacations, the dream of one day buying a California beach house, nice, and laying the foundation for a comfortable retirement. Not on the list, the latest phone or this year's car. Well, look, that's some good stuff. Some quality family time, a, a, a beach house in California. I mean, hey, shooting for the stars, California real estate ain't cheap, but you know what? Good for them. And then laying the foundation for a comfortable retirement, or in other words, a stress-free retirement. Good stuff. But the latest phone or this year's car, yeah, that's, I mean, talk about the, one, some of the biggest wastes of money out there. Those goals to us are more important than things anymore. They keep us motivated, said Ryan, who has a personal finance blog. So this is awesome that he has a blog. So he's out there. What? What's the little lesson there? Get out there, grind, create a little side hustle for yourself. Good for Ryan. Growing up, Ryan never talked about money with his parents. Before he met Courtney in 2006, Ryan figured as long as he paid his bills and maintained $2,000 in his checking account, that was good enough. Ryan bought a late model car every $100,000, or excuse me, Ryan bought a late model car every 100,000 miles and enjoyed small indulgences like a $30 monthly video game subscription. He bought food at work and lived in his condominium unit paying a five-year adjustable rate mortgage. He eventually lost a townhouse in a 2008 foreclosure once the rates shot up. So welcome to, the, welcome to the party, Ryan, as many other people did with those adjustable rate mortgages. Ryan put Courtney's engagement ring and wedding, uh, engagement ring and wedding on a, and oh, wow, and wedding. I, Okay, yeah, okay. I always I thought that said wedding band, but he actually paid for the, <laughs> things just got that much worse. He paid for the engagement ring and the wedding, not the wedding band, but the wedding on the credit card and walked down the aisle with the regrets and guilt. Not about her, about saddling her with his finances. She's paying for a gift I gave her, he thought at the time. Ryan, I'm liking you more and more. I did not... I gotta scroll back up. Maybe I just need to head to the eye doctor. Did it say wedding? No, all right, it did say. First part it said in the wedding band. All right, now it's just saying, so maybe he did all three, the engagement ring, the wedding band, and the wedding itself. Either way, think about where his mind was at. He felt guilty because, yeah, sure, all this was nice, but the person he was marrying was now gonna be, in his words, saddled down with, with his debt. So you gotta always think about that. Sure, in the very, very near term, it would probably be great to have all that wedding. I'm sure it was a very nice wedding, but as somebody that's been through a wedding and has been married, I will tell you that, I mean, you enjoy it, but you don't enjoy it because it goes by so fast and you're out there playing politician. You got, you're thanking people. Hey, thanks for coming. You're networking. You're just, and all of a sudden, oh, wow. Yeah, okay, I can go dance for a song. All right, let me get back to, you know, mingling. Uh, and, oh, all right, well, people are starting to leave. Oh, wow, why is the DJ packing up? And it's it's gone, just like that. And I think all that was on a credit card. I mean, like I said, and this will sound cheesy, but, I mean, true love is gonna be like, yeah, that's okay. We don't need all that. Let's just keep it basic. So picking back up the article, they married in 2007, and Courtney, handy with numbers and Microsoft Excel, or Microsoft Excel did some digging on where their money went each month. All right, good, starting to form a plan, trying to figure out where is our money going? 
During some chicken wings at Applebee's in mid-2008, she informed Ryan he was spending $1,000 a month by eating out. Holy crap. (laughs) How do you do that? How do you spend $1,000 a month by eating out? I guess if you go out for lunch every day and then you do it several times for dinner maybe, I guess that's how you probably get there. For me, it was eye-opening, Ryan said. I'm not getting $1,000 of value by eating out every month. No, you're probably getting $1,000 worth of diabetes and clogged article or articles, clogged arteries, and just not so good of healthy stuff. Now, to be fair to Ryan, I don't know for sure. Maybe he was going and getting a salad with no dressing at all these meals, uh, and so I stand corrected. But I'm pretty sure when you're eating out, you know, $1,000 of value, you know, you're getting $1,000 of things that are, in the long run, probably going to cost you even more because they're going to hurt your health. Ryan needed some time to come around to a spending plan, which they started later in 2008. I didn't like the idea of a budget. To me, it felt restrictive, he remembers. But he realized that if the couple was going to have children and Courtney was going to stay at home, they needed the money to do it. Yes, you need to actually have money. And in order to have money, well, you need to have a plan to have money. So without a plan to have money, it's going to be very hard to have money. The easiest part was cutting the food out, Ryan said. The couple made weekly grocery lists and Courtney made Ryan lunches ahead of time. There you go, teamwork, I like it, teamwork. These days, Ryan buys lunch once every two weeks or so. The family eats out once a month, if that. It felt like a splurge when Ryan recently, (laughs) this part I always love. It felt like a splurge when Ryan recently spent $7 on a Chipotle burrito while at work. I felt awful doing it just because I'm so trained. That's when you know you're going to be wealthy. That's when you know that you are on the right track. When a Chipotle burrito feels like you're splurging. Well, that doesn't sound very much like you're enjoying life. Yeah, tell that to Ryan now. That's got $320,000 in the bank. Tell that to Ryan. And tell that to Ryan that he's not enjoying life right now. If you think that you need to be able to go out there and buy Chipotle burritos all the time in order to to have like a, an enjoyable life. Um, I guess my guess would be you you're probably spending ridiculous amounts of money on food all the time, and you probably feel stuck, and you're probably wondering why, what's going on. Hopefully, you're not one of these people who are like, well, the system's rigged against me. I can't get ahead. Well, yeah, you can't get ahead because you think that you're entitled to. You think that you need to go out there and have Chipotle burritos all the time. And you're making fun of somebody that says, wow, it's a big deal when they have a Chipotle burrito. Think about that. If you make fun of somebody because they think it's a big deal when they have a Chipotle burrito because they're actually monitoring their finances, they're actually budgeting their finances and doing things to get ahead, $300,000 in savings, then you know what? You got to look in the mirror to make fun of somebody that's actually implementing their goals. So I love that. You know you're on the right path when something as basic as a $7 item, all of a sudden it's like, wow. All right, all right. Ryan ended his video game subscription and swapped his cable television package for an antenna that that got him the first 25 channels, which was all he said he needed. Courtney started snipping coupons and she opened Ryan's eyes to the art of haggling. Once they saved about about $100 because they asked for the floor model on a filing cabinet at Office Depot, Recently, their internet service went up from $35 to $45, but Ryan negotiated a $39 monthly bill during a call to customer service. I mean, they're just straight up in, they're grinding. That is called grinding. I mean, that's $6 a month savings. 
Uh, so what is that, uh, $72 a year in savings? But I, that's just the mindset, right? Is $72 a, a year really gonna make a difference? No, not really. But think about it, it's the mindset. They are just straight up in grind mode. They are hustling and no, a, a penny saved is a penny earned. That's that's good stuff, mindset. So don't get too caught up in that, wait, $72 a year, no. The mindset though, that's important. That's how you fix stupid mistakes. You change your mindset, you change your attitude, and it's amazing just how much of a beast you can turn yourself into. All the freed, freed up money went towards paying off Ryan's Xterra and credit card bill. He sold the Xterra on Craigslist and put the money towards a used car. Well done. A friend took over the payments on Courtney's Tahoe in exchange for an old Chevy Blazer. The, uh, the couple now drives cars that are more than 10 years old and pushing 200,000 miles. You know what? Think about that. Would you rather have a car that's got 1,000 miles on it, or let's say a brand new car, less than, a, less than 10 miles on it, and have $0 in savings? Or would you rather have a car that's 200,000 in miles, but you have $300,000 in your savings? For me, I'm, give me the rust. Give me the rust bucket. Rust bucket all day long, and $300,000 in my savings, yep. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead with the rust bucket. As long as we stuck to our budget, we always had more money than expected. Crazy how that works out, huh? When you're out there hustling and grinding, when you have this mindset, it's just, it's, it's weird how luck creates itself. It's weird how opportunity all of a sudden just seems to spring up all around you when you transform and shift your mindset. Having Courtney at home has helped the couples avoid one of the biggest financial burdens families face, childcare bills. Daycare, even for one child, can prove costly. Parents paid an average of $9,000 to $9,600 in 2017 to send one child to daycare. And if she's got three, let's just go nine. So that's $27,000, a penny saved is a penny earned. So, I mean, being a stay-at-home parent, I mean, th that is a cost savings in and of itself. And then the next part of the article, you know, titled Looking Ahead, since 2009, Ryan's take-home pay has climbed to $72,000 through raises. All that added pay has gone straight to Ryan's, Ryan's retirement savings. I love that. First off, two big things. One, well, how do you get ahead in life? You just continue to make yourself more valuable. And in fact, last week's episode was a good example of how you can make yourself more valuable. When you make yourself more valuable, guess what? People wanna be around you. People wanna give you more responsibility. People wanna uh, you know, put you in charge of more things. And when that happens, more times than not, you're going to get a raise. Because guess what, if people like to be around you, if people find you valuable, then they wanna stay around you. And But other people also are like, wow, that person's valuable. Let me see if I can try to steal them from that company. So they may offer you more. Then you come to your company and say, hey listen, company over there just offered me this. I mean, can you match it? Can you maybe do a little bit more? And this make the system work for you. I assure you, the system is rigged in your favor if you make it work for you. And a good first step is, well, just making yourself more valuable, which Ryan clearly did if he's getting pay raises through his job. But what did he do? Well, he got a pay raise, so now he's going for the new car because he, he makes more money. And you know what? I'm working hard, so I'm entitled to a new car. Nope, he threw it all in his retirement savings, which is now, as I've continued to bring up, over $300,000. By now, 24% of Ryan's gross earnings are going to retirement. There's a 7.5% take out or taken out for his pension. 
Another 16.5% devoted to Ryan's 457 plan, a defined contribution plan similar to 401k. The retirement money is invested in Vanguard index funds. Working in law enforcement, Ryan occasionally makes overtime pay, and he also has a part-time security job he does once he does one uh, day a week. So he's still out there grinding. Remember, he's got a blog, but he's also working a part-time security. Just the mindset, grinding, hustling. The couple doesn't count on Ryan's extra wages when budgeting. Some of the extra money goes to their mortgage. That's good stuff. In addition to their meticulous budgeting, they use some unconventional strategies. One is a glass jar on their kitchen counter full of marbles. For every $1,000 they pay off on their $172,000 three-bedroom house, they take a marble out of the jar. Ryan came up with the idea because he's a visual person. We can actually see the balance getting lower versus numbers on paper. That's a fantastic idea. That's an extremely practical idea. Put something on your counter and every single thousand dollars, pull one out, pull one out. Other surplus money goes to the couple's savings account, all six of them. There's an account for a car, an account for a vacation. So again, they're, they're, gonna have, they're enjoying life. They're saving up for fun. They have an account for a vacation. They have a short-term emergency fund and a larger rainy day fund. The pair also have their own quote-unquote fun money account. The fun money really allows us to spend on junk or things you want personally without guilt. So there we go. You can enjoy life. It is not any of this, you know, I, I get it. Some people, there's this perception of, oh, wow. Well, if you want to if you want to get your life in order, if you want to get your budget in order, if you want to get your money in order, then you just can't have any fun because you're not allowed to do anything. No, you just need to plan to do for stuff. And in this situation, have a fun money category. And when you have enough fun money saved up, guess what? You can go have fun without guilt. The couple typically pays for daily purchases with debit cards, but uses a Costco credit card for its rewards on gas and purchases at the store. They rarely, they rarely shop retail for clothes and get the year's, previous year's cell phone rather than the newest one. Yes, that's why I, I, I mean, this was well after I was married to my wife, but one thing I love about my wife is, well, I don't remember what it was, but she just needed a new phone. Her phone was crapping out. She's like, you know, I really like the iPhone fill in the blank, but it was literally like two or three versions later. I'm thinking, babe, they had, get, get that one. What? She's like, no, but that one, this, that. I'm like, I'm like Clay, what? Oh, Okay, why, why? She's gonna get some phone dirt cheap because it's like two versions older. And I just really remember thinking, wow, you were way better than I am. I mean, I, I don't necessarily need the newest phone the minute it comes out, but I mean, I'll probably get whatever the newest version is at that time. But I mean, she was perfectly happy and she wanted, she requested, I, I want that iPhone, I don't even, iPhone 6? I don't remember what it was, but it was something that was, it made me just like, what, wait, what? but that's what you want. Like, do you need, and my wife is a perfectly functioning human being, much better functioning than I am, okay? And I, I realize I set the bar kind of low there, but she's okay. She's a good mom. Life happens just fine. She's a contributing member to society and she doesn't have the newest phone. Uh, thinking long-term, that's the next part of the article. Ryan sometimes gets ribbed by family and friends who wonder if he's too tight with his money. He shakes it off just like he doesn't get too worked up over his wife's $220 monthly membership at Orge, uh, Orge, Therapy, 
Orge Theory fitness classes because health and wealth are connected in his mind. Yes, I think I've said that before. You know, health and wealth, they definitely do work hand in hand. We don't wanna punish ourselves. We are not adverse to spending money. It's just gotta fit in the plan. Like I said, it's not about, well, you can't have fun. You can't enjoy life. No, you just need to plan to enjoy life. You just need to plan to have fun. And when you plan for that, guess what? You're going to have money for that. And when you have money for that, you don't need to go take on debt to do it because you didn't have a plan. And there's a huge difference there. Just, hey, you know what? Save up for it. Nobody's saying you can't go on a vacation. Just have the money to go on a vacation. That's all. Uh, let's see. The key is constant communication about money and the goals behind all the saving and budgeting. The couple dreams of one day having a California beach house while keeping a house in Arizona to see their kids. As a cop, there's no way I'm going to do that unless I actively save, said Ryan. What really got us motivated and kept us motivated is talking about our goals together. And the article ends. Talking about your goals together, communicating. And I, for some people, and this is what's great about personal finances, wealth building, some people that, that I, I, don't, I don't need a California beach house. Well, that's fine. Guess what? You're, you're, you're not going to need to be setting a much, as much money aside as what this couple is. But you know what? For them, they do want that. So that's why they're setting money aside. It's not that they're cheap. It's not that they don't want to have fun. They just have a different goal than what somebody else who maybe doesn't want the beach house. No person is right or wrong. It's just a matter of, you know, what are your long-term goals? What are your dreams? And then you need to have a plan to actually accomplish those dreams. So, and that's the other thing is they're actually, they have a plan in place, right? It's not, oh yeah, I want this, that, and the other. Cool, how are you gonna get there? Um, well, I don't know, I, I guess I'm just running my mouth. I, I'm just throwing out, you know, hot air about all these, you know, big talk about what I want. But oh, I, yeah, I guess I don't actually have a plan to get there. So talk about just, this is stuff that gets me fired up and motivated. They made stupid mistakes. They started off really dumb. <laughs> $1,000 a month on food and uh, you know, brand new cars, putting wedding rings and weddings and engagement rings on credit cards when you already have car debt. Wow, they started off really bad, really stupid. But now look where they're at. Fantastic stuff. This is powerful stuff and anybody can do it because again, remember, this has all been going on and continues to occur with only one income because Courtney, the wife, is now a stay-at-home mom. So that's, that's powerful stuff. That's great stuff, and anybody can do it. So yeah, get out there, start to do it. Look in the mirror, be like, yeah, you know what, I've been stupid, but you know what, I can fix it. I can do it. And you know, use Ryan and Courtney as your baseline because they have a lot of great stuff going on. So get out there, and it's time to change things around. 